<laughs> that will muffle it. Yeah, that's for listening. No, the microphone is here. Oh, smart. Okay. I know. <laughs> oh, it's a professional. Love it. And, and we're back. back. Um, we're the group in the back, and this is our podcast. It's starting this year, and yeah. Um, I'm Nikki, and I'm from Poland. That's it. That, that's I'm Emma, the... and I'm from Australia. And I'm Lara, I'm from Turkey. And I'm Mia, and I'm from England slash New York, not um, really sure. We're four teenage girls who live in Paris, and we go to an international school. Yes. And in this episode, we'll be talking about... Black History Month and... Normal People. Yes, the book. The book. And we'll be just discussing what we liked, what we didn't, and just recommending it to you because it's always good to read a book. So our goals for this podcast are to promote um, tolerance, open-mindedness, and encourage you guys to explore different things, different... um, Yeah. I think also what makes this interesting is that we all come from different backgrounds, different countries, different cultures... We've all lived international lives and now we've all ended up in Paris together. And it might be interesting for you to see different points of views on different aspects based on um, our surroundings and what we've grown up with. Also, I think that our different like backgrounds can be seen throughout our podcast episodes, like the, our views on different things and what surprises us, what shocks us and all like you'll see throughout our episodes. Yeah. So let's begin with um, discussing the book. Um, We'll be talking about the book called Normal People by Sally Rooney. And um, why we chose this is because some time ago, uh, Emma told me about this book. And I decided like, oh, I want to read this. Like if someone I know likes it, then I'm curious. What's that about? And I did. And um, Emma recommended to me uh, this, this book saying like, oh my God, that's my favorite book ever. Okay, well, <laughs> keep in mind that I read this two years ago. Yeah. So. <laughs> anyway, continue. And um, like, I, um, I appreciate this book for what it is, but it's not per se my favorite book ever. And we're just, this is the first time I will be discussing this with Emma. And so, yeah, I'm curious. What's her view on that? And yeah. Okay. Well, why didn't you like it? <laughs> well, um, I, I made like a little note. First thing. Okay. So hold on, guys. The background. Like, what's this book about? It's about the lives of two people who start like at their teen, teen years and then go through like university and um, grow up together. And it's about their relationship and how they develop as people. Um, and yeah. It's like this turbulent relationship on again, off again over the years. But yeah, um, it's really interesting. But my first note on this was, what's the point? What's the point of creating this book? Because I mean, what's the point of creating any book? Well... For me, if if I read a book, I want to feel like something changed mm-hmm. afterwards. Like I learned something or I learned something new or something changed in my mind. But this time I was like, yeah, after reading this, like, okay, like another book. Okay, I guess. I mean, honestly, I just enjoyed it as entertainment. 
like I wasn't reading it to learn something or yeah, yeah. it ha- it has a good vibe to it like the when I read it I feel I feel like comfort mm-hmm. to some extent because of the relationship of the main characters and sometimes uh if they have like um conflicts I feel irritated yeah but it's it's not just something I've been craving recently so maybe that influenced me a bit mm-hmm. and another thing about this book was that sometimes I got lost uh, because many characters were introduced but never continued were like their story was never continued throughout developed. the book. Yeah, it was never developed. Mm-hmm. So I got lost like with um like parents of the characters. Like some points were started and had potential, but were never developed. So I think that's that's what made this book not so impressive for me. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Okay. Well, I I don't have much to add to that, but like like I understand what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Um but it was kind of like, I think I just enjoyed it because the story is like so intimate and you like, you basically get to see inside their minds and like, I don't know how to explain it. Like, it's just, I read it, it was like a comforting book to read. Yeah, it is. It wasn't like, I didn't have like an epiphany while I was reading it. Yeah. I didn't think the characters were like radical mm-hmm. or It anything. was very calm, like yeah. very stable throughout the whole book. Exactly. And what made it difficult for me was the way it was written, the book, because it's not written in, like, standard dialogue mm. um, structure. It's, like, someone said something, and it's sometimes I, I just get lost in this. Yeah, that's this, fair. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. There's no, like, uh, quotation marks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no, like, standard structure. But for um, advantages for this book, I've written down like that um, some characters had like an attitude or like characteristics that were really nice, cute, comforting, and it was just pleasant to read about. Mm-hmm. And this book, in my opinion, has potential. And for different people, it might be a bit different. But yeah, yeah. I like I was looking at reviews online the other day, and it's very mixed. Mm-hmm. Some people love it. Some people hate it. Yeah. Some people just are uh indifferent yeah so i guess it just depends what your taste is true so so like i like have two different types Mm -hmm. of reading one like you said is to learn something or to something change something and then other is just like it's like watching a comfort show on netflix like friends or like new girl or something like you don't watch it because you're like getting educated Mm -hmm. or like whatever it's literally just to entertain yourself or to relax yeah and that's what i think this book is good for yeah also it touches on topics like uh, mental health or like generally issues yeah topics like this Mm -hmm. but i think it's very light so when you're like a reader that doesn't really like this sort of thing or it's really um touchy when it comes to this um it it will be good for you but if you're craving like more depth then i recommend other books yeah but yeah i think the maybe the characters weren't developed that well but i liked the characters yeah personally i i like yeah sometimes they were irritating though yeah sometimes it it was just a really big misunderstanding yeah so misunderstanding after misunderstanding all like, of which could have probably yeah. been avoided with one conversation. Mm-hmm. 
But like, then the book would be like ten pages long. True. So yeah. But also like, I haven't read the book, so I don't know. <laughs> Shut up. But then. just generally, like that's what humans teenagers are like. especially. Yeah, yeah. That's what we do. We take things out of proportion. We turn things into things that they're not necessarily bigger or we, than they actually yeah, are. Yeah, or we make a bigger deal out of things. And so yeah. maybe that's sort of part of the beauty of the book. Honestly. That it's so representative. Yeah, honestly, I think I enjoyed it because I found it relatable. Mm-hmm. It was just, like, really, like, reality to you. Yeah, kind of. Just something that people go or, through. Like, it was sort of like, you can place yourself in the story because mm-hmm. you're in high school. Yeah whatever yeah so like it's almost like you're living this story by reading it mm-hmm. and that's enjoyable to me yeah this why you think like you guys should read this book if you are into young adult mm-hmm. um novels because i think you it's it's um good to find out if you like it or no um i think most of the people will like it because it was- really yeah. popular in like young the young adult yeah genre yeah, yeah. Like, i heard about it as well yeah. but n- i never nothing spurred me to actually read mm-hmm. it and I, i'm after all i'm glad i read it because it was a good experience so i was like on a road trip with one of my friends and we stopped at like this target mm-hmm. on like i don't know where we were but we were like picking out books for, not for each other, but, like, so we could both read them, like, on the road trip. And I saw it, and honestly, I just liked the front cover. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yeah. it looks good, I'm going to read it. And then I read it, like, in the car, like, and I just really enjoyed it. Yeah, so fine. what we take from this is that sometimes judge a book by its cover. <laughs> yeah. Occasionally. Except- Occasionally, <laughs> I guess, yeah. Um, also, Nikki, you said the characters weren't developed properly. Yeah. But sometimes... The side characters. The side characters, not the main ones. Yeah, yeah. But sometimes I kind of like when that happens because you can then imagine the character Mm. how you want to. But it's not in this, like... um, It's not like you can't imagine them because I think you can. It's just they have so much potential, like their stories, but they're never continued. It's just like... But mm, I think that's mm -hmm. uh, part of the appeal, though. Mm Because, like, the story is basically entirely centred around, like... Marianne and Connell's mm-hmm. like inner lives. Yeah. Like everyone else is like irrelevant to them too. Mm-hmm. And so they must be irrelevant to the readers. True. I don't They're know. They're just like I in just, passing. Yeah. That's I just like thing. to know. I just like to know everything about them because it helps me imagine and mm. yeah. Keeps me satisfied. In and general. there's a show, and watching the show, it's like that too. Side characters. Even, really? even when one of them is dating someone mm-hmm. else other than mm-hmm. them too yeah their uh character isn't developed at all that's you how it is in the book passing. though yeah. as well i think that's uh i kind of like that um, that's on purpose i kind of liked the fact that if uh, when the one of the main characters were, were was dating someone else the story of the other half was never like truly mm-hmm there it wasn't like a big deal it's literally just about their relationship yeah everything else is irrelevant yeah it, it shows just the, the development of the mm-hmm. relationship and how like book. involved they are with each other yeah like nothing else matters mm-hmm. i like it yeah so if you had read it again <laughs> if you had to give it a rating out of five like five stars okay. where would it fall based i'll, I'll rate it twice 
based mm-hmm. on my enjoyment, like how much I just wanted to sit down and keep reading it, I'd give it like a four. And then based on like objectively how much of a good novel I think it is, I'd give it about a three. Mm-hmm. What about you? Mm, I I will give it give it um two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just because like as I said, like, what is the point? Yeah. <laughs> like, wh- like... It's entertainment. No- yeah, it's just That's for... I don't know, if you, if you enjoy this type of books, then go ahead and read it. I just personally... I crave involvement, and yeah. this didn't in- involve me, really. And yeah, that's my rating. Mm-hmm. But I we encourage you to actually yeah, read it for yourself. It. Yeah, It's not a bad book. It's a, it's a good but, experience, yeah. after all, yeah. And also, check out our Instagram for a link to where you can buy the book. Now we're going to talk about Black History Month. Which is February to March. So, Black History Month is mostly celebrated in North America, the UK, Germany and the Netherlands. I think every country should celebrate Black History Month. Um, I think probably why it's mostly celebrated in North America and the UK is due to the culture and the long arduous history and it's also like obviously it's not celebrated as much in countries as a a small population of black people yeah but i mean places like france yeah Mm, yeah Yeah. definitely yeah Yeah. but i mean for like turkey or poland like i would say like yeah but it's still it's about education Mm -hmm. you know Especially when, like, in pe- in countries where black people are, like, a minority, I think that this should be something that is, like, yeah, that is discussed. So that people, especially children, like, younger ages, I think that they should start, like, being educated about this topic so that they can, like, be informed about all this and know how to act and know what to... International-mindedness. Yes. Um, yeah, fun fact, during um, lockdown, during uh, when the Black Lives Matter strikes were like going on and on and it were like a big, big thing, like everyone knew about it and it was uh, spread throughout different social media and everything. Um, we had online lessons in Poland because I was still in Poland but that, back then. And we had uh, like this, it wasn't really a subject, but it was like an hour just to talk to your main like head teacher. Just to, like, discuss, you know, mm-hmm. talk about, like, normal stuff. And I remember I was so excited because I asked my parents, um, like, oh, can we make a donation or something to, like, help? And I, I did it myself, finally. Um, and I was, like, I wanted to share um, with my class because the teacher was, like, going around and asking, like, oh, like, what did you do? What did you do? And I was super surprised because no one mentioned anything about this, about the BLM strikes. And so when I did, I said, like, oh, I'm really, really glad because I actually managed to make a donation for a good cause. And I'm really terrified by, by what's going on. I think people deserve justice and something should be done. And the teacher was like, uh, yeah, moving on and like totally ignored the whole thing I just said. And that like shows the lack of awareness. And sometimes people are just scared to talk. And yeah, I think especially those places should have like less awareness, raising awareness, acknowledgement and everything because people just don't know. Yeah, sorry for, (laughs) yeah, because there are less people, less um, diversity there. 
and thus awareness is there so it should be um raised and people don't always want to talk about things that they don't completely understand yeah they assume it's controversial and everything yeah yeah. because in north america like you would see it everywhere and even if it wasn't affecting you directly you could still see all these people he's being treated this way and it affected you a lot more so you were more aware of it whereas in places like poland where the black demographic is very small it's a small percentage you're not faced with it as much so you can much more easily ignore it so what they do in these places that celebrate black history month is that they will schools and the media will integrate material into their programs that support the black community or educate people on the struggles and hardships that they face. I think that um, this Black History Month should be really like spread around the world because in France, I've been living in France for over like 10 years and like none of the schools have ever educated us on black people and their influences. History how they affected us, how they affected our lives today, and how they have, like... Um, correction. It wouldn't necessarily be African-American people. Yeah, just, about. like... Yeah. People okay. of colour in yeah. general, I think. Yes, people of colour. Just edit that out. <laughs> um, how people of colour have affected our everyday lives, and how they've brought inventions, and how they've changed our way of thinking, our views and all. And never in my life I've had a lesson where we've talked only on, not only, but like how we've mentioned like a black artist or a black poet. Like it was always what was dictated and what was um, important. For example, in France, most high schools um, only talk about Baudelaire or um, Victor Hugo, but they do not... Uh, try to include people of color and people of ethnic backgrounds. It's only French or English people, like nothing diverse. And I think that they should really correct that because young people, especially teenagers, they have to get some some sort of education on this so that they can be educated on this specific like topic. As an example, in English class the other day, we were talking about this book called Running in the Family by Michael Ondaatje. In it, he talks, he does a section called Don't Talk About Matisse. And the teacher said to us, okay, name, name as many white European artists as you can. And we were like naming them off because this is what we get taught. So we've heard their names over and over again, Matisse, Van Gogh, all these like very influential, I'm not going to take that away from it, them, artists. And then she said, okay, now name Asian artists. It can be anywhere in Asia, just name any that you can think of. And the room was silent. And that just shows that we don't get educated about this stuff, we don't learn this stuff. And, you know, obviously we could always go out and do it on our own, but we're not always like pushed in the right direction mm. i suppose you're not taught from the time you're young that it's important to know about Mm-mm. people outside of your own culture but not only like artists but writers as well mm-hmm. like i feel yeah. like yeah. it's it's not about like you know going over the whole history and everything they did just mentioning them because many people don't actually know what like van gogh is known for or mm-hmm. like picasso like no yeah. just they just know the names usually just like surnames just you know them. 
of say, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and just, like, mentioning their names and, like, you know, showing us who they are. Mm-hmm. That's it. Like, it gets stuck in your head and then yeah, you... It starts you're more You're more yeah. uh, educated. Also, I think that it's, um, it's better in a way where we know um, more black artists in music. For example, okay, like, classical music, I personally cannot think of any ethnic... Um, people of color or Mm -hmm. um, ethnic artists but like recently like throughout the 90s 80s and 2000s like now um, I think that with the surge of reggae and hip-hop and rap especially I think that black artists get the recognition they deserve and Mm -hmm. the music um, platform is way more diverse than it was like 30 or more years ago, I think. I mean, that's how I personally view yeah, it. Yeah, but also, something I heard recently was, I don't know what music award it was, it was like some sort of music award where they had like different categories. And like, I'm not sure exactly who it was, but it was like a very well-known black hip-hop artist. Mm-hmm. And, or, or it was pop, I can't remember, but they're a very well-known black artist. And every time that a black artist would win an award. They wouldn't just put them in the main winning category. They'd always label it as like the winner of urban, this and this and this. Mm-hmm. Like urban music. Mm-hmm. Like they'd mm-hmm. never just It wasn't win just the not music. the mainstream. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Like they still had to point out the fact that this is a black artist, mm-hmm. this is black music, and they're winning in their own category, mm-hmm. yeah. not across the board. Yeah, just like totally mm-hmm. nonsensical. Yeah. It's like recently with Emily in Paris had a, getting a Golden Globe nomination over "I May Destroy You," who was written, which was written, sorry, by um, Michaela Cole about who, her own trauma. About her own trauma, she's a African American woman. And it was just she like she basically relived her own trauma to like create this show. Yeah. And it was, I've heard it, it was like incredible. Mm-hmm. And it's not to take anything away from the writer of Emily in Paris. Like, good for I you. Mean... Like, no, but good for you. You've done. You've produced yeah. a work that you're proud of. But even she was outraged that she won one or mm-hmm. not got nominated for one over Michaela. Yeah. You know? So like was this a um influential piece of art? Mm. Whereas Emily in Paris mm. was yeah. like yeah. a bit solely, of a Mickey Tate. Yeah. 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 Just to bring it back, while we're talking about um education of mm. uh black history, that kind of leads us into our next part of we wanted to throw some names of some historical figures mm-hmm. that we might not know about. And most of you will know about Rosa Parks, Martin Luther King Jr. Yeah. All the really influential figures in black history that they're like the iconic ones. And obviously they deserve all the praise. But there are also some people that we don't know about because they might not have had as big of an effect, mm-hmm. but they're still very important. For example, Alexander Miles, who invented automatic lift doors in the 19th century. He, he did not get the recognition he deserves from this because we use it every day. And yeah. like, I personally didn't even know that he invented this before even doing research about this. So 
think that it's an important thing to mention. Um, <laughs> Shirley Chisholm was the first female black member to be added to Congress. Ooh, powerful. Oh, powerful. Wow. Really powerful. Mm-hmm. Wow. And a man who contributed in the invention of light bulbs was Lewis uh, Latimer. He discovered the carbon filaments in the light bulbs, so I think that he should get also like his part in the invention of this like innovative thing. Yeah. Uh, Jane Boleyn in nineteen thirty nine became the first black female judge in the United States, where she served for ten years. Another inventor was Loney G. Johnson. Actually, he invented him, water guns, but he was a NASA um, engineer and he wasn't really a toy maker. He discovered this uh, while he was discovering, while he was working on some electric um, fields and discovering like how he could improve the uh, conductivity of some metals. Oh, and accidentally discovered water guns? Oopsies. Apparently, yes. Okay, oh. a water gun. Up next, Marsha P. Johnson. Um, some of you might have heard of her because there was a Netflix documentary um, which kind of brought her story to life. It's called The Death and Life of Marsha P. Johnson. Um, but before this came out, obviously Marsha P. Johnson was a person first. <laughs> and she was a black trans woman and activist oh, wow. and was the forefront of the LGBTQ movement. Yeah. Wow. Basically the pioneer of Yeah. Wow. In addition also Um in addition to being the co founder of Star, which is an organization that housed homeless queer youth. And she fought for equality through the gay liberation front. Wow. Also Amazing. um Marion R. Croke is a woman, an activist. She's a black woman who um who sits in the board of Holocaust and she speaks for genocides and human rights and educates people on human rights. Yeah, that's really powerful. That's really important. That. Um, Ruby Bridges, who some of you may know, she was very young when she became one of the most influential black people in the world or in America, but I think it affected a lot of people around the world too. She was just six years old when she became the first African-American student to attend William France Elementary School in Louisiana at the height of the desegregation. And she is now chair of the Ruby Bridges Foundation, which was formed in 1999 to promote the values of tolerance, respect and appreciation of all differences. Also, Philip Emogwali, um, he was the Bill Gates of Africa. He invented a computer that was able to process 65,000 um, different calculations at a time. And he invented the computer that was a parallel of the computer as we know today, that was invented by Bill Gates. And it was a CM2. Yeah. What's CM2? It's the name of the computer he invented. And he won the Gordon Bell Prize for his application of the technique to his computer. Yeah, so really, impo- in general, and really yeah. important people who yeah. just deserve attention and yeah. they yeah. Don't, don't even get it. Yeah. And so, obviously, there are so many more people, but we're not going to name them all. Yeah. But we encourage you to go and search it up. Go yeah. Literally, you can just Google yeah. influential black yeah. people. 
I must learn about yeah. them. Educate yourself. And I think yeah. that we should all like try to include these people and give them the recognition they deserve. I hope that like in ten or in l- even less time, we could be able to like discuss um these people and the effects they've had on our everyday lives and discuss them actually in class. Because yeah. I mean, what what I want to do is to is to encourage everyone to speak about these people and include some little like um. Oh, fun fact! Did you know that actually yeah. it was this person mm-hmm. who invented it, who actually was a black person, uh, in class, and just like include these in your discussions, and also please do your research and try to educate yourselves. Mm-hmm. We're trying our best here, and would really be great if you guys could also um do your part and support this. Yeah, and um, hopefully one day we can talk about these people as influential people. Period. Instead yeah. of. Mm-hmm. Black people yes. who yeah. influences or yeah. yes. So this Black History Month, if you're wondering how you can celebrate and or support the black community, we have several options. Um, we'll list what you can do and then on our Instagram we'll publish a list of resources. Just like a summary. Yeah. Yeah. So support black owned businesses. Yes. Um, support black artists and musicians. Yes. Yes, also on TikTok, whenever you see on our For You page small businesses and black-owned businesses, better be supporting a small black business than a commercialized, like, big... Yeah. Especially now, it's really hard on small businesses in general. Mm -hmm. And it's it's just easy as that. Just Google it or, like, search it up somewhere. Um, like black local black owned businesses mm-hmm. restaurants drinks like yeah next time you're like looking for something you want to eat for dinner you want takeout just search it up and enjoy it's mm-hmm. like a really nice experience mm-hmm. and uh, many cuisines are really nice and are not that popular and so mm-hmm. you can always try something new we encourage you to read books by black authors have discussions with people in your community last but not least most important Call out your friends, family, or even strangers if you hear them discriminating against anyone, really. Yeah. Because yeah. I think the world should be about respect. Kind of the interesting thing about Black History Month is... I don't even know if you guys knew about this. I don't know if... About the month? Yeah, in Poland. No. Like, maybe oh, I had no social idea. media. Oh, okay. I did. Dude, I didn't even know about it in Australia. Really? No. Wow. Yeah. Or... Or, like, through social media, maybe. I maybe, did, but, but like, like, I don't remember it being, like, a, a big, thing, quote-unquote. Oh, yeah. yeah, I think that it was amplified with the BLM pro- protests. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. And people viewed that, like, people, influential people, I won't call out on anyone, but, like, I feel like people, like, influencers and stuff, they have, they've used BLM protests As to their own, yeah, yeah goods. Like, they've posted the Black Square, they've posted, like, yeah, what Black, Black Lives Matters and all. Like, I think it was, I think the message was supposed to be one way. I think the like concept, mm-hmm. no, I don't even think it was that. I genuinely think that it was kind of like white people at that point were supposed to just stay off social media. Mm-hmm. It was supposed and, to be like a blackout, yeah. but they took that blackout as I'm literally going to post a black square. Yeah, and I think it, the message got um, hidden. Yeah, basically, and yeah. the whole idea of it wasn't... Like, I mean, I participated like a, in that Black Square thing, and yeah, the reason yeah. I did it was that I wanted to participate in the 
blocking of social media. Like mm-hmm. I wanted to help people like block the whole like um like not important yeah. stuff at that moment just so that but people like, in the what did millions of people post in your black squared? I mean, I, I feel mean, like you know, it just blocked the whole thing. You but it's all over see your black page. Yeah, exactly. That, you can't thing. see the important that's stuff the because thing. it's being blocked Social media was squares. supposed to like Stop. be stopped because yeah. people wanted to pe- people wanted others to like take a break from social media mm-hmm. and go outside and see what's actually happening. Look well, at the yeah. news and read books. And, I like, thought read the point of the blackout was so that black people could post and yeah. not be. Uh, hidden by other people's oh, posts. Mm, that's See, that's kind it. of like yeah. where we're going with this. The yeah. whole message got hidden. Yes. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it got really confused. It was like counterproductive. Yeah. yeah. Or For like me, it a was game of telephone. A yeah. reason, like a way to spread information because I, I remember when I posted the Black Square, I linked um, a charity in mm-hmm. the caption and I also uh, donated for this charity. Mm-hmm. And... I didn't I didn't post for a while on my story. I just posted like um as I said charities different uh, awareness spreading information and this is the same thing I would do and I did when like uh there were some issues in Poland with uh women's rights and um now there's a uh, social media protests going on and yeah, I think this is just another way to spread info and I think after all, yeah, it maybe it wasn't the primary inter- intention, but turns out like it actually made people realize how mm-hmm. bad it is and yeah. a ways to help, even if you're like in another on another continent, you know, and in another country. So I think BLM has had an impact. Yeah, cultural shift. Yeah, mm-hmm. international mindedness. Yeah, mm-hmm. due yeah. to basically just media coverage after. George Floyd's death, right? Mm-hmm. My literal, like, I'd go on Instagram mm-hmm. and my, like, explore page would be absolutely saturated in, like, Black Lives Matter content, yeah. Yeah. like, yeah, justice yeah. Yeah. content. And then it just stopped. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know when, but, like, it was, like, Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter, and then suddenly just nothing. Mm-hmm. Which I think is really interesting. Like, it was so much to the point where, like, I couldn't go on Instagram for too long. Because, like, I would mentally get exhausted from, like, reading all of this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But, it's, like, it's, uh, I think then it's, everyone just stopped posting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With, uh, like, contra- like, controversial things. It's always like this. Because uh, recently in Poland there was an issue with uh, abortion rights and women's rights in general. And the strikes at first were big, and that big that even it spread abroad, which is really rare in case of Poland. And recently I had an interview with my friend about this, uh, on this topic, and she asked me, is it still happening? Because, like, nothing is posted anywhere. And I'm like, yeah, every day. And no one, even the Polish media, media, like, no one hears about it anymore. Because people, like, jump on the bandwagon of, like, posting this content. Yeah. And then as soon as it starts to quiet down a bit, people just forget mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. And it's still an issue and nothing's yeah, changed. Exactly. Nothing's changed. Like, police brutality is still an issue in the US. Yeah. Racism still exists, but mm-hmm. not nearly as many people are posting about it. Yeah. True. Mm-hmm. Because which, for them it was just a trend. Which is like, yeah. lends a question, how much does posting... Even yeah, do on social. I just want to add... Um, 
like during that time when like literally everyone and their mum was like posting blah blah blah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had like my Instagram analytics setting on. Mm-hmm. Like I had like the creative page setting on. Mm-hmm. Mm. I don't anymore, but like I'd like swipe up on my stories if I'd like posted some information mm-hmm. or like reposted someone else's post or something. And literally, if even one person had like clicked on the post or like mm-hmm. viewed what I had posted, and it was mm-hmm. like, what's the point? No mm-hmm. one's reading it. But also, often it'd be like, we like I'm just, I'm just annoying I'm, people yeah. at this point. Well, it's not even that, but it's like, I know for me, is that I would see something on someone's story mm-hmm. and I'd click into it and go, oh wow, that's super interesting. I read it, whatnot. Yeah. And then the next like 15 stories I'd watch would be the same exact post. Yeah. Mm. And it's like, what are we really getting from that? You know- also, um, our friend, Sara Kimura, is also, she has this Instagram page who's like Reset, Revo- Reset Point Revolution. And she posts about the these all of these like issues and global issues. yeah global issues and Veronica also made an interview here mm-hmm. about abortion laws in Poland and I feel like we should all listen to her posts mm-hmm. and her interviews yeah. because they're really like post. authentic. I think uh, it's a really good source of information because mm-hmm. uh, also it's like a project so she's uh, one uh, one of the members mm-hmm. and I think it's a good source because she interviews people who are directly affected or mm-hmm. um, n- the personal experience like mm-hmm. gained personal experience with the issues and uh, she's just uh, gaining information and then just spreading it. So it's not like uh, she goes on some sketchy websites now. She <laughs> yeah. actually talks to people. Like, for example, mm-hmm. when she was talking about uh, abortion rights in Poland, yeah. she talked to Veronica. Yeah. Like, if she's talking about LGBT issues, she'll talk yeah. to someone who's part of the community. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really good mm-hmm. um, page. Again, yeah. at resa- yeah. revolution. And we'll link her Instagram. Yeah. yeah. And... Use our hashtag to ask us any questions or any recommendations that you guys would have or any topics that you guys want us to discuss or like touch on so we can know what to include in our next episode. Um, thank you for listening to our first episode. We hope yes. you enjoyed it. And we have another joke. Um, oh god. <laughs> and the answer. Oh my god. And, and you will find the answer in the next episode. So You watch. have no need to laugh. You do not need to laugh. It's so, not funny. So which one will um, what do you call a fish without an eye? And you'll see the next <laughs> You'll see the next episode. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's- oh, that was it? Thank you so much for listening. Yeah, really, thank you. And just stay tuned for the next episode.